Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Welcome to Love About Town, presented by the Women in Comedy Festival Network and the Brain Machine Network. As always, you have me, your host, Kenise Mobley, and... your boy, Rohan, everybody. Thanks for listening to the pod this week. On this week's episode, we discuss Zoom shows, Patrice's honesty and how it's a double-edged sword, living with your partner during COVID-19, and how do you confront a friend in a toxic relationship? Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, stay tuned. James Hamilton, everybody. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, with his professional-ass mic. Yeah. I got a professional um, mic now. And then we, our second guest was supposed to be a guest four months ago, but then COVID-19 happened. But sister of Kenise, Patrice Mobley. Patrice. Woo! Hello, Whoa. straight from cheap Bluetooth audio connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's, now I want to start real quick. This is before anything. Patrice. It, your name on the Zoom comes up as Patrice Kingsley, and I need to know what happened. What happened? What happened? What happened? I'm doing my Wait, what? That's my name. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Patrice, to everyone who I've introduced you to, you will remain Patrice Mobley until you die. And I'm very sorry. Oh, okay. I recognize well, the sanctity people... of marriage. <laughs> When two people love each other very much and the woman decides to um, be in a traditional gender role, she changes Mm -hmm. her last name and gives up her identity in order to be with a man. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you changed your last name. I just genuinely just didn't know that you changed your last name. Because I have you in my phone as Patrice Mobley, and that's why. I also have you in my phone as Patrice Mobley. All my marriage, I will say that. But you've had, Kenise has had her phone since. She was 13, so yeah, there's a reason why Kenise, um would have me as Kenise, as Patrice Mobley. But Rohan, I've been Kingsley since we met. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> I, wow. I, I, I'm not going to... No, you I'm haven't. You guys met before because you got married in 2016. Don't yeah, lie, Patrice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, why yeah, you're true, lying. Dude. That's true. Wow, fact checkers on my bike. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't even need producers me. sitting there scrolling through. I have memory, dude. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Well, I didn't. Now this is this is a whole new thing to me. And now, Patrice, you're a mom. Congratulations. I mean, I've I've said congratulations. Thank before, you. But this is, but this is wonderful. How has been? How what's like being a mom like in COVID? Um, weird because I can't see anybody, um, but that means that I'm not missing out on anything that was asking me to be anywhere. No. Um, I had a baby boy, Elijah Kingsley, about three weeks ago. So um, just, you know, oh. pulling it together from that. Yeah, dude, that, that's great. That's great. This is, this is the one thing about COVID, and uh, this is, is like the one thing that I, I kind of like about it is that I don't ever have FOMO anymore. Yes. I feel like I'm missing out on anything. Like before shit happened, I was like, uh, I was like, oh man, am I like hanging out at enough shows? Am I asking people to do enough things? Am I like going to party? Am I like integrating myself in the comedy community? And like now, <laughs> now I'm like, hell yeah, it's Friday. I'm taking an edible and I'm watching TV. Like there's nothing yeah. like I, 
I don't feel bad about this at all. <laughs> even, see... even more than that, mm-hmm. you get to feel a like this is judge me if you want to, but you get to feel a bit of superiority. Like, oh, look at these pictures of people just out, just hanging and, out. What yeah. do they not know? I know I'm being responsible. These people are being bad. Yeah, yeah. Now people who are out hustling are like. That you can, you're actively like, no, you're the idiot. Yeah, you were stupid. Yeah, yes. why aren't you inside? Well, also, but I do see those pictures, and I'm like, I should be doing an outside show. <laughs> <laughs> I should be. Uh, fuck, I should be doing outside. I got to be doing more Zoom shows. That's like yeah. my. I see people on Zoom, so I'm like, gotta be doing more of this. But then, uh, I will feel that way when I see one person be like, uh, "How did I get SNL?" <laughs> a Zoom show. <laughs> a Zoom show. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that really put me over the top. Exactly. There are some. People who like are really enjoying Zoom shows or Instagram shows. Is that either of you? Is that no? I know all day. Yeah, and then I do it, and I'm like, that's not as bad as I thought it was, but it's still overall a net negative. I'd say Mm. as far as like my emotional stability for the day is just kind of like off. Yes, and I always and I don't shouldn't say I've done like only like four or five, and I've always left immediately after my set. That's rude. You gotta stick I know, around. I know. I know. Because honestly, bad. it's like where else you have to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, James, true. how do you feel about them? Uh, I haven't. I haven't done a lot of them. the The first one put a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> sure. Uh, be, the first one I did was um, a, a very fun show. It was an Instagram live show. Uh, but the comedian who went before me was Sarah Cooper, who was in the process of yeah. like actually getting to a million followers on Twitter. <laughs> you know, it was like, at, like when we say like right. blowing up for Sarah Cooper is an understatement, you know? Yes. Uh, particularly in, on social media platforms. Oh yeah. my so goodness. She yeah. went, she did the set right before me and I had never done a set online. So I'd never had tried, like I hadn't figured out the rhythm of it at oh, all. No, not and at so all. So there's all of these people who come on because, you know, they get on there and it's like, Sarah Cooper has gone live. So they're like, ah, check this out. And then, and then it's me, like right <laughs> afterwards. And we just watch all those numbers literally fall to six. Six. <laughs> and one of them was my mom. And so five, you know? And so you could see the numbers falling. And I've never done, I hadn't done it before. So I was like, am I supposed to do like straight material? Like, what am I supposed to do? And like, yeah. Oh, that's incredible, dude. And it was one of those things, like, so Sarah had done a great job of, she didn't do like a ton of material because anybody who's coming onto a show like that, it like, particularly if they know her, they're not coming to like hear material. They're just coming to like see Sarah Cooper speak, you Mm -hmm. know? And so she was going through like a costume bag and going through various wigs that she'd used for different parts in time. So she was doing this. It was very charming. Uh, it was really great. And then when it, they called me up, I thought it would be funny if I was wearing a wig. Oh, and incredible. then what you don't anticipate is just the deafening silence. It's just <laughs> so quiet when you make a move like that, you know? Because there's nobody there. No hearts, just numbers dropping down. You know, it's really bad. It's, it was crushing. Oh, I don't my think God. I've ever, I don't think I've ever come back from, from that. From that moment. Of, yeah, still... from, in general, <laughs> I haven't come back. But particularly oh, when it comes to like Zoom shows instagram live shows no um <laughs> that's so funny that you your comedic instincts kicked in right away and that is like such as you know what's so crazy is that is that is such a smart comedic instinct to be like she was wearing a wig 
I'm going to wear a wig and then like, just like do a callback. Cause I know everybody really likes her. So it's like, Hey, call back. You like me, right? I like her. I'm acknowledging the disparity between us. Okay. Right now you can be on board with me. And you yeah. did that. And then the number is just plummet <laughs> because that's not how shit works on zoom because it's we don't not. know how shit works on zoom. And- it's so frustrating because like in a regular show, if you follow someone like that, yeah. it's not like people are all getting up on mass. <laughs> no, they can't and physically leave. They can't, the room. Do, <laughs> yeah, they can't leave. physically leave the room without like being it being a very visible thing. So they stick around for one or two. They may leave early, but not like as a whole unit. But like, yeah, that you can see on both Zoom and on Instagram Live, just oh, so people really like immediately yeah. go down to where it's like, oh, do they just not like my face? Like, yeah. I haven't even said anything yet, and you already are like, it's time to go. <laughs> I, I need to go to the bathroom right now. If Patrice, I have you- told that story and left out the Instagram part, it would just be me saying, I did a show, <laughs> and when I did my set. 100% of people left. <laughs> <laughs> they would assume you said something terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like immediately rocked about they like knew something about you that you didn't know. And you're like, why is what's happening? How, yeah. Why are they all leaving? <laughs> you like did if Madden, if you didn't know who she was, if you didn't know who Sarah uh, Paul Cooper. Cooper, sorry. Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> I barely know. I mean, I know Sarah Cooper through you. Anyway. The frustrating thing is that, not frustrating, but the funny thing is, Sarah Cooper now has way more followers, followers than, than Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. <laughs> That's true. That's, it is true. Uh, yeah, it's like if if you had like if like I had not known who Sarah Cooper was, and it's people just let it be like, oh, fuck, am I canceled? <laughs> like you know, yeah, like yeah. Oh, they found out about like what possibly in my past could i have done to elicit such a response and then uh yeah i just wouldn't have necessarily <laughs> known yeah. uh patrice have you gone to have you attended any zoom shows or like digital or online comedy because you're not a comedian so. I've, I've no i am not a comedian i um work in insurance strategy so just as an fyi there um so this is a fun little diversion for me um but i have attended two of kinesis shows one of which was terrible um, because the production was terrible, and one of which was quite nice. I say uh, good job to those guys. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Do you want to name names or no? One of them was like on a Friday, and it was like two dudes, and one had a really big nose, and I was like, you guys know what you're doing. Who's oh. that guy? Ooh, I thought that was going the other way around. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, nope. <laughs> Uh-uh. Not, not. So he had like a real big nose. It was like him and some other dude. I think maybe Casey also sometimes hosts with them too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Will Winter has a big nose. <laughs> right? Is it Will? No, it's, oh. Ryan Beck is. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, was that the I am that you nerd. liked or didn't like? No, she that's liked That's the them. one that I liked. Okay. Yeah, I liked that one. She liked. Yeah. They had like good production. It wasn't just like we're twenty minutes late for no reason. And also, there's a weird background, and like people are not prepared. Like it was, they had a tight, they had it going on. Yeah. The other one, I was like, mm, there's, you guys need to find another job. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Uh... <laughs> you guys heard it here first. If you have yeah. a bad show, that's it. Find another job. Okay, you're done. Get out of here. Good show. It's, we're living in a new world. Yeah. If you have a good show, you will be identified by the thing you're most insecure about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a big nose is a good thing. That's like a positive attribute. I have gotten in trouble with comedians before for commenting on their noses. I am a nose connoisseur. I'm saying it's a good nose. That's how I notice it. 
Okay, but gotcha. let's get into why the, the yeah, specific let, thing that Patrice is referencing when yeah, let's she get says into she's it. gotten I feel in like trouble with comedians here. before. Oh, there there is. is background. Thanksgiving, I want to say 2015, 2016, she came to visit. She met one of our mutual friends. Uh, I will not Zach, I love you. I think you're great. <laughs> Just giving the real name right now. I know you listen. Zach, we have history. We have since cleared yeah. things up. Go up, one of returning champion, Zach. Uh, she said, Zach Armin Trout. Uh, are we saying, oh, okay, so we're saying his name? At any rate, sure, says, why not? what happened to your nose? Because he has a cool nose and he did not take it that way. No, he didn't did take not, it that there way. There was no context for if him. If you can to believe someone telling you, hey, you're, I think your nose is big and someone being insulted by it, could you believe it? <laughs> I, it just seemed like there was a story there that I wanted to know, but there wasn't a story, and he did not appreciate me asking about a story. He has a great face. I have told him this several times subsequently, but at the time, he did not know me, and so he felt a little bit offended by what happened to your face. Now, we should also talk about the other incredibly, <laughs> incredible encounter Patrice had with a friend of Kenny's who with a friend of Kenny's in Washington, D.C., um, one Casey James Salengo, which we, we talked about. We, we talked, talked about, about this last before. week on the pod, yes. Yeah, uh, but uh, Patrice, we'd like to hear the story from your from your perspective. Oh, we got a runner through the different episodes. <laughs> a runner now. <laughs> from my perspective, I had literally been drinking for like 15 hours straight at the time that I okay. saw Casey James Salengo. I had a reunion with a bunch of people from college and then we went from bar to bar to bar to bar to bar. And then I saw that he had been performing at Big Hunt, which is a big venue. Well, it used to be because there's nothing anymore. But Big Hunt was a big comedy venue in D.C. And I'd seen him before. And the way that he talks about his dad or his, his mom's boyfriends or whatever, I was like, he seems like the type of guy that Kenise is going to fuck so I told him that, <laughs> which was, uh, not, it wasn't, he wasn't insulted by it. I think he was somewhat flattered that someone was like, you don't know me and my sister kind of knows you through a mutual friend, but you guys should fuck. Um, so now you guys are friends, so you're welcome is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that is I what feel I like... told Casey the day that I met him, uh, because it was after this, because he did not know who I was or that I existed. <laughs> but he knew that a lady in the street had yelled at him to fuck her sister. <laughs> to me, this feels like not something that would be insulting to Casey, but would maybe be more insulting to Kenise. <laughs> <laughs> I met this guy no. with uh, a no, no, no. troubled family past. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you'd He's be a into comedian it. who's funny and has some weird that. family shit. Kenise, <laughs> let's go through the history of We're the not going through the history what? on this podcast. <laughs> Love about no. town. Yeah, this we, this is not family history about <laughs> town. As a, yeah, much as I want a, it to be. This is a name names about town, Patrice. I want as much as I want it to be name names about town. <laughs> we cannot necessarily yeah. have that now. That's it's, a Patreon only episode. Do we have yeah. a Patreon? We're we gonna, set one up a long time ago, but I yeah. honestly I forgot the password. I will remember. <laughs> I will look it up. We will get a Patreon. That yeah. that is. I have not heard of a, many Patreons that would be convincing for people to join, 
but having whole episodes that's just like really explicitly naming people yeah. that you've hooked up with and given some dirt, you can make some money. Oh, we can that. make so- yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's it's that just pot- essentially yeah. the gossip level of a yeah. Patreon. Oh you know? yeah, like, yeah. But like I have done nothing of interest in New York comedy. It would only be like, were you a part of Boston comedy four years ago? <laughs> then yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, yeah. Tea. There's some well, people who say actually the one the one story you have about New York comedy everybody knows already. So. Rude. What? What did I do? Who? No, what? it's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, it's the same person. No. Yeah, it's the same person. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. We branched. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's the only story that uh, Kenneth has. Yeah. Both me know. and Patrice are going. Patrice what? knows who it is. It's the one person who you dislike tremendously. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Fair. And I, it's not that I dislike him. I just think he's very disappointing. Like he could be more, but oh, he is. That's worse. Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> I am it's 100% not that I dislike you. him this episode. Um, yeah, it's not that I dislike you. It's just that you could be so much more. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it. Yeah, this is this is the spilling the tea episode. This is yeah, Sorry, sorry. No, are you kidding me? For it. This this, is. Yeah, this is rules <laughs> i didn't know you felt so strongly about him that's so funny <laughs> you saw me when i first met him and was like please straighten oh, yeah. up and live better <laughs> i think yeah. i'm the only person who does it no I'll, well, I'll tell you off mike but essentially what? it was at a party at my house celebrating your patrice your presence in the city that you would come to visit me he came to the party yeah. and she was like i don't know what this whole thing you're doing is but you need to stop <laughs> yeah James, nice to meet you virtually. I'm really nice. I'm very (laughs) honest, and sometimes people don't like that. No, this is yeah. I hear this as kindness, like the difference between being nice and being kind. It's like nice is when you're on the surface, you're saying things that you don't necessarily feel, but kind is like. You're saying it how it is. And, uh, I appreciate that. Particularly uh, as a sister, I feel like you have like a, a responsibility to make sure that you call it out when you see yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is at your current place, right, Kenise? Yes, I, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place. Okay. Yes. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, this this these are all good qualities in a mom. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna you're Elijah's gonna meet a bunch of kids. Elijah's gonna be in a bunch of kids. That's it. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna be in a bunch of kids. And now he's gonna get punched in the face because he's gonna be like, "What happened to your face?" And another kid is gonna be like, "He's got to get the fuck out of here." (laughs) I am worried about that. Also, Patrice, you are very honest. You expect a lot of people. I just say, like, aim away from the mom in American Beauty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? What does that even mean? Because she's I like, look what you did. You didn't fuck up once. That line stuck with me forever, okay? Mm-hmm. I would never say that. Okay. It would be much more constructive than that. It would be like, you did great. You were on, on this. We worked on that. Okay. Could continue to work on that. Let's, let's, you know, keep things moving forward. Yes. I feel yeah. like you said you do what with an insurance? <laughs> so, um, health services strategy for an insurance company in the middle strategy so you'll really be good at like breaking it down with some like place places for your kid to grow and like <laughs> places for that where areas of opportunity in. that would yes. really help him to come you'll into a, himself that's my plan have a little she one pager for them to walk away for with years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
years she's been practicing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, how's your, how's your COVID going? You're, are you living with your girlfriend? I am. Yes. Yeah. But you were living um, together before quarantine. Yes. Yes, okay. we were. Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a journey. And when I say good, it's like relatively good, <laughs> I guess, you know? Sure. Like okay. I think, I, I, I don't think, if anybody's like super thriving right now, I don't trust them. Oh, um, 100%. But, uh, you know, I think I feel like things have gone pretty well. I mean, in terms of our relationship, uh, there have been like unique challenges, sure. um, but I, you know, I feel like, yeah, I don't even know how to like kind of start into. Well, you're spending all your t- like you're inside, yes, twenty four seven with that your relates partner. to the article that uh, we sent around. Yeah, uh, yes. the LA Times. They were talking about this. Oh no, they tell me I need to be a subscriber and they won't let me read it anymore. At any rate, <laughs> that's the uh, article. Talking, yeah, that's <laughs> subscribe to the LA Times. The Times. Yeah, article. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were talking about, and this is in May, uh, where they're talking about how a lot of couples are having to deal with working from home with a partner, having to see them for nine, 10 hours more than you normally do, and having to overhear their usual, like their workplace yeah. stuff versus their home self. Both of mm-hmm. you do live with partners. Do your partners also work from the space in which you live? Yes, um, which I feel like has been uh, very important for us because it, it kind of maintains a semblance of a day. So it's like one of us can be in one room, one can be in the other. Uh, you can work all day long and then you can come back and oh, okay. see each other so it kind of breaks up the day and like my friends who are not don't have a job currently um and their partner doesn't have a job or one of them does have a job and the other one doesn't suddenly there is like a large disparity of kind of time and how days should be structured and how there's a lot of emotions that go into that so i i feel like two people working minus like the kind of negotiating sound uh yeah. is uh is actually pretty good but and you work in separate rooms we do yeah, yeah. okay so we, that, we that just like a lot. we made just like a workspace in the actual bedroom so oh, that great. we actually so, so that we could both close the door if nice. oh that's see that's so nice that's really necessary and like so needed you need like i think a lot of couples and the couples that i know because i'm not i'm the opposite right i live i have a roommate but i'm essentially alone and i have my own area and like i I, I, my problem is the opposite where I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to like go to a party again? Am I going to be able to go to a bar? Am I going to be able to like talk to people after this is over? Like, and like be social. And and I worry about that sometimes, especially when I'm high, but like but as I'm, if you've maybe lost those skills. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I worry yeah. about that like a lot, but yeah. the, but I never have to deal with like the other side of that where it's like, okay, you're with your partner all the time. You're with somebody else. You can't like, there's no second, there's no moment in the day for you to like switch off and like kind of like be, you know, not mm. moody. I don't know what the word for it is, but be like introverted and like, you know, be have your own time to yourself. So like, uh, I don't know how to deal with something like that, but it's, but you have two rooms, which is very important. There are couples I know that only have one room. And, That's yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. there are yeah, people I who mean, are living in a studio right now. Yeah. Just like, I can't not look at you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And in the article that you sent, and also I think just in general, like, you, you know, there are like horror stories. I mean, a friend of mine, like, just went through a breakup like a week and a half ago. Damn. That's um, And I, I think that 
you know, a lot is kind of... Wait, what's his think, name? Oh, it's a she, and okay. she lives oh. very far away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, who is he? A... He's, there's a new person on the market? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, Kenise. Yeah, Kenise was going after it. <laughs> no, this is uh, a, an old friend, and she was in a relationship, uh, and you know, sometimes you just got to be the friend who's like, hey, no, this is actually like very bad. Like right. you need, you need to end this right now. This is, this is like Patrice is saying where you got like, I was, just, I was the straight shooter where I was just like, I don't know what your other friends are telling you. Um, this is an unhealthy, toxic situation. Uh, Damn, you were that friend, James? I was that friend. Yeah. Wow. That's um, really sometimes gutsy. You, sometimes, well, yeah, I mean, it's very scary, but in this case, it was an important thing to do. And I think that, you know, quarantine in that situation kind of brings out the absolute worst in those. Sure. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. To be in a, I mean, yeah, to be in a toxic relationship and then to fucking be stuck with that person. There's a report now that they're having a lot of issues because domestic violence is way up in quarantine child abuse because they, they're not seeing other people. There's not really an opportunity to leave, to form those connections, to like get to safety. So it is, a toxic relationship becomes more toxic when it oh, is or for situations to be diffused as well. Yeah. Like, right. Like the, those situations just kind of like sit and get worse. Oh um, man. You're, you're a good friend. Damn. That rocks. We have two, we have two people who are very honest on the pod today. <laughs> We're like, good. Yeah. That's like, that rocks. You're, <laughs> I, I, you know, cause it, it's, especially with your friends, it's like such a struggle. Like I have, fortunately, like my friends are not with people that I dislike in any way, but I have like thought about it. It's just like, yeah, what if that were the case? And like, what if I was just like, oh, I hate this person. And not because they're lame or boring, but because like, oh, they're a bad, they're actually a bad person, right? I think that's the challenge. Yeah, if my friend listens to this, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think in general, that's the challenge. If you're someone who like listens to your own instincts, mm-hmm. where like when you meet someone who's, who's with one of your friends and immediately you're like, no. absolutely not yeah like this person i don't trust them i i don't like them but that's just like an instinct so there is this like doubting voice in my head for the rest of time where wherever something's kind of happening where i'm like do i just hate this guy because he's kind of just he sucks or is this actually bad and then at some point when it kind of crossed over into like oh this is actually a toxic thing i then I could be like, okay, my instinct was correct. I'm not just kind of being a hater yeah. in this that situation. That feels so validating. I have been talking to a friend. So maybe she listens, maybe she doesn't. She has been dating this guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. From the moment I met him, I was like, this dude is trash. I don't oh, like yes. him. Oh, I know exactly what this yeah. is. <laughs> I was Hell like, yeah. he's, he's Get lame. Get he him. dresses bad. His beard is bad. Everything about him is bad. Get him. And also, he talks to you like you're dumb and I don't fucking like it. And instead of saying all that, which is what I wanted to do immediately, she like complained about him. And I was like, yes, think mm-hmm. more about yes. that. Yes. <laughs> really examine that. Wow, that has some negative implications. Oh, so he lies about a bunch of stuff. Oh, interesting. Oh, so yeah. Should, like, Think about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go all in, if you go too hard one yes. time, if you push the chips all the way in and you're like, you got to go, and then they don't break up, then- You're gone. You're gone. Because yeah. now you're the one, at least for the time being, yeah. like, uh, you know, you're- Or maybe you're, you're not gone, but they're not going to trust what you have to say about that person. Right. Correct. Yeah. As long as they're with that person. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Patrice, you've also 
you know this friend, right? I, I know exactly. I think I know immediately who you're talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. I, I, if I'm yeah. thinking of who it is, then yeah. yes, I do know. I think I have like a different strategy though, which is not more successful because uh, I'm not uh, in this person's life. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is, it is much more like asking the person why I hate them. Um, because they know if they're shit or not shit. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 I love this. Oh, wait, wait, so you pause. actually say, why do I hate you? <laughs> I mean, maybe not those exact <laughs> words, but like something that's like, uh, there seems to be like a weird vibe. I'm not like, I, like, what's your deal? <laughs> no, it's what's your deal? That's nicer. What's your deal? What's your deal oh, is a great. <laughs> yes, it is. Everyone knows that traditionally warm greeting. What's your deal? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good, Patrice. Now keep going. I want to hear more about that. What I'm saying is if someone sucks and they have like, there's a concrete example of why they suck, right? Okay. And it's like they did something that was just like dirty, right? If, if it's cheating or lying yeah. or like talking to your friend some way that is disrespectful, sure. then like you're talking to them and you're like, you know, just having like a time, everybody's out, everything's super cash. And then you're like, hey, about this thing, I read it as this. What's your deal? Right? They can say, oh, I was, um, I was sick and we had a fight, but now it's done. Or they can be like, I don't know what you're talking about. If they say, I don't know what you're talking about, then fuck them. They got to go. Right? Like yes. if, they, if they don't know that I, the incident was bad enough for me to bring it up, then, and then that's something where I'm going to be like, hey, friend, this thing was shitty. They act like it's not shitty. You know that it's shitty. So what are you going to do about it? I think I, I agree 100%. I'm so on board with that. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, all that is is saying we all have shit that like happens in our lives. But I just want to know that you agree that that was yeah. not okay. And I think that's, uh, I think that that's great. Like it's like... <laughs> Because, yeah, things happen, but as long as we agree that that was not a thing that should happen again, then I can give you a chance. And, and that was in the case of my friend, that was part of it, where it was like a thing happened in their relationship. And to me, it was like pretty much a deal breaker. Sure. But then when he like wouldn't kind of deal with that and wouldn't mm -hmm. admit that it was like a problem, I was like, then that's, that's the thing. That's what yeah. that, then right. it's over now. Because, yeah. um, yeah man that's like a i'm so, this is like i'm the least confrontational person so all of this is is giving me it's giving me a stress headache <laughs> no, no, no. even Not hearing about it even yeah, no. it's just I, like oh I, I have a lot to consider <laughs> yeah i am less confrontational than patrice but i am certainly right. more confrontational than roha Oh yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, like that's, that's, not, that's not hard, <laughs> right? That's like not hard in any way. That's like a pretty wide range to exist within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Rohan, yeah. I think that there are some opportunities in your life to oh, there are a lot of confrontational. And oh, there are, and I have been like, taking people advantage. like you enough that it's not they. It's not like they only like you because you're not confrontational. I know, like you, I know. The rest of you, so feel free. Listen, to you tell you tell my childhood upbringing that okay. Okay, <laughs> I met your mom and dad. I will. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't tell my mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> don't talk. Don't tell my mom and dad. Uh, yeah, please, I'll fix it. Yeah, don't tell the them. What? What did you say? They don't listen to the podcast? They do not listen to the podcast. My mom think... listens to this okay. podcast. I know. I know that she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't think they even know about it, and I don't yeah, want that, them to know about it. That was my question. Do they not know about it, or do no. they opt out? No. Because if they, they don't, don't know, know. Does your brother I, listen? Then that. 
you know, I've never asked him. Ask he, him. No, I'm not going to ask All him. of these are confrontation. Like you're avoiding confrontation in all of these. Your parents oh, don't yeah. even know you have a podcast. I'm going to guess that's because you're afraid they won't listen to it. Oh, no. God, I'm afraid that they will listen to it. No, 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 no. That's what? Oh, my bad. They won't. My bad. I'm not, I'm not unproud of it. You don't what? want them to love you from a pace of knowledge about who you are today, <laughs> not who you were 20 years ago? <laughs> they don't know me like that. But they know maybe me they want son. to. No. I don't want them to know me like that. Mm, we I gotta have, save this for the Patreon, though. I have where we go deep parents, on Rohan's past. Yeah, no, no, no. This is fine because I'm happy to talk about this because I've told my parents, I'm like, look, I love you both very much, but I, I have a personal life and I don't want you like knowing about things in my personal life. And I have like my life with you. And it's not like if, you know, if I was going through something major, like in my life, of course I would tell my parents. But, mm-hmm. but I'm like, if it's not major, if it's just like about me, then I'm not letting you guys know. Like, this is really? like. Really? Yeah, this and, is like a me thing. But they, like you're you, like you're their son. Like they should the take, like. It's mostly just relationship and sex stuff. I don't talk to them about that. Every other part of my life, like they know about pretty okay. much. Like they're, it's just like, and honestly, like I've seen the way, my dad is very good at giving relationship advice to other people who are bad at relationships, but his advice is to like people who like don't, like take responsibility for themselves, you know? And like, that's easy. And I don't think that that's my problem in relationships. Mm-hmm. It's other things that my dad doesn't, would not be good at giving advice about, or my mom for that matter. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's, that's do why I don't you, tell them about Follow up question. Do you only yeah, tell them things about which they would be able to give advice versus like, I talk Actually, to my mom and I don't like her advice. I'm like, I'm not just going to call SNL mom. I'm not going to do that. Oh, dude. My dad literally <laughs> told me, my dad, of course. Me, he goes, he goes, have you heard of this comedian, uh, Ali, Ali, Ali Wong? And I was like, yes, I know Ali Wong. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. like, I heard her on NPR. Do you know, she just sent a tape to Netflix. <laughs> That's how she got. And then she got in that special and then people really loved her. And I was like, yeah, you know, she did it while she was pregnant. And then he, and he was like, yeah, but she just sent the tape into Netflix. Why don't you just send your tape into Netflix? <laughs> I was Not like, I don't think question. it's that simple. I was like, yeah, I, was like, I don't think it's that simple. I was like trying to explain to him. I was like, I don't think it's that simple. You know, she worked really hard and she, you know, worked through the club scene and then she's passed at the comedy cellar and she's done all this other stuff before yeah. she got on Netflix. Yeah. I, was like, I have to do all that other stuff before but, anyone on Netflix notices me. But props to that question from yeah. your dad though. Yeah. Uh, because it somehow makes you feel bad mm-hmm. and minimizes all of Ali Wong's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the question's doing some work. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, exactly. I give it up for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's so funny. And parents don't know one thinks about it like parents especially yeah. for sure yeah, like yeah that and so i try to keep that uh i just try to keep that separate from them because it's just like i don't i'm already in my head about a lot of these things uh-huh. and like you know when i in my parents are like they're not listening types they're advice types so it's like right okay. always mm. need i don't always need advice right now got and it sometimes when, even like when i'm like oh i should talk to my parents about this i'll mention a little bit like a nugget just to like see what they're gonna do and if they give advice and i'm like okay i'm not telling them the rest of this okay. <laughs> I'm like like oh, okay you know what let's let's take a step back i um, think me and Patrice's relationship has gotten better when we have articulated if i'm telling you something what it is that I'm 
asking for in return. Like, right. So I think sometimes we'll start off conversations being like, I just need to talk about this. I don't want advice. And sometimes Patrice is very good at strategy stuff. Sometimes I'm like, tell me what I should be doing. But other times I'm like, this is just a hard thing I'm going through. Please just listen to me. Yeah. Do you ever, <clears throat> if somebody doesn't, so I'm an over communicator. So I'm all about setting expectations before a conversation agreeing on how this conversation is going to go all about that um do you ever clarify after the fact like if somebody shares a bunch of bunch of stuff do you say are you looking for advice right now or are you looking for me to just be here for you yeah that's a, that's 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 like such a good that is a very simple thing to do and i have you know <laughs> i'm kidding patrice would would you yeah. do that would you ask that question now I do more than I used to, yeah. but I used to never ask. And it would be like, can you should be like, or anybody would be like, I have this thing and this person or this issue or this, whatever. And I'd be like, okay, what are you going to do about it? What are the three steps that you need to do right now versus mm. a month from now? Oh, How are we going to solve this permanently? All this stuff. And that um, was not always helpful or wanted. Um, particularly like if someone's crying or someone is um, <laughs> like in it in that moment. So I had, I had to learn, can you help me to learn some of that? Cause I'm not great at that. Yeah. You help me learn some of it because I do that to other people. And sorry guys. No, it's all good. <laughs> I'm just apologizing on behalf of everybody. Yeah, why, uh, don't. I know. I was just going to say that you know, I think that with when it's different when you're like sisters or your your friends or your 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 brothers or whatever, like there's a relationship. But with my parents, there's like, you know, your immigrant parents. So you feel and I don't blame them for this at all, actually. But it's like they, they feel an obligation to make my life better because like, yeah, they, that's pretty nice. It's instinct. nice. Oh, and, and the instinct has served them well for like a lot. Like they, they had a, I had like a good upbringing. So it wasn't like it was, it, it's a good instinct, but like telling them that now is hard for them to grasp, I think. Mm. And not, not under, and like completely understandably why it's hard for them to grasp their parent. They want the best for me and they like, don't want me to suffer or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, Get off my back. Yeah. Uh, I want to on, suffer. Guys. Yeah. Um, so it's harder for them to sort of absorb. Mm. Hey, when I'm like, hey, I'm not looking for advice right now. Um, Got it. But that's just the parent thing. Yeah. I, I, I've tried, I try to do that with people too, like where I'll listen to them and I'll be like, okay, do you want my advice? <laughs> like, or, or I'm like, or I'll just be like, oh, that sucks. Or like, I know that, hey, like, my advice would not help in this situation. So I'll just be like, oh, I know that this is, this stinks or whatever. Yeah. Has Elijah said anything to you, Patrice? <laughs> has he communicated? <laughs> Only he, yesterday he shat on me. So that was, that mm. was a new, yep. a new thing. It was, it was a type of feedback that I got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that feels like straight poop pretty, onto pretty me. Pretty clear feedback. Yeah. yeah. Pretty clear feedback. Yeah. <laughs> was he smiling while he did it? I just want to know what type of child I'm dealing with. <laughs> he was crying and okay. he was shitting at the same time. Yeah. No. I feel God. like. A baby who's shitting on you, who's crying, is similar to asking a friend's significant other if what they did sucked. You're like, at least you're upset about this too, you know? <laughs> like, I need to know you're upset. Because yeah. if you're smiling, I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this, you have given birth to the bad seed. Okay, yes. this child is going to murder someone. <laughs> the whole thing. I hope not. I hope not too. Because he does not have the stomach coordination with the butthole coordination right now sure so he's pushing and clenching at the same time 
after that, let's we can talk about kind of the philosophical boundaries of love <laughs> based upon other people's actions, you know? Yeah. After he can coordinate his poop with his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exactly. silly to me that that's a thing that you have to learn, but okay. Yeah. Wow. You have to learn literally everything. The only thing you don't have to learn is like breathing and then babies can swallow and breathe in at the same time. We we can't do that as adults as much. But other than that, everything you have to learn. Yeah, can you? We need just like, more oh of this, God, this giraffe baby. stuff. Like giraffes, they like drop babies, and then the babies are walking like 15 minutes later. Like that's they have yeah. other issues, of course. Their brains but, are also like this big. Yeah, yeah, and they don't. We've live got as all long. this brain. We can't devote a little bit of it to like knowing how to walk sooner. We can't do any of that. Okay. I <laughs> sure. <laughs> why yeah. don't you talk to God or whoever and tell him or her or tell it. Him why don't you complain? get on your research for those pod babies that you've been talking yeah, about right. too much? Oh yeah, James. And then talk. you figure that shit out. Okay. Do you want to give a summary for James about how you want a, how you how you'd like to have a baby? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Wow. 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 That is presumptuous. It's not that I want to have a baby. I'm mm-hmm. just saying if I were to have a baby mm-hmm. made out of my genetic material instead of having it grow in my body for nine months, potentially ruining a lot of things and causing a lot of health issues, put it in a pot. So mm-hmm. you take the, the how they do like an IVF, thing, like an in vitro, in vitro fertilization. Yes, yes, thank you. Take that, do the Petri dish business, let it sit in there for a little bit longer, right? They're slowly kicking back like how early things can be born. And they have these things, I've talked about it before, but they have these external wombs that they're now like helping lambs get to full term in, right? Mm -hmm. So we just do it so that there's less and less of a window until it goes straight from the Petri dish into the external womb and we can control all the elements of it creating babies in the best possible way, maybe getting some of that knowledge in there before they come out and so that they come out better prepared. Let's get I... rid of all the intimacy that comes <laughs> that comes with a natural birth and let's so, remove all of it and all yeah, the I have natural so processes. Many questions, but I, I feel like I should just wait because there's only one person on this call that I know of who's had a child. Uh, no, I'm a man. I'm going to speak first. <laughs> <laughs> I already did. I already uh, fucked up. Excuse me. <laughs> I already Patrice fucked up. Patrice doesn't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, Patrice, tell me. What, what do you think of Denise's idea? I would say that um, it's not bad. Thank it's you. just, it seems pretty <laughs> superfluous to the processes that are happening right now that all of us went through to be born. But what if we so didn't have to do it? Thing. Is it that the process itself is valuable of going through that with your child and perhaps with your partner to go to like ex- have that as a shared experience that you would lose that process? I mean, I'm going to be the first to say that pregnancy sucks. People <laughs> talk about it being like this beautiful thing, but it's like, okay, dude, how about you gain roughly between 10 and 30 pounds that is sitting right on your bladder at any given time. We're going to have that, that, that weight all in one place so that you get stretch marks. How about, you know, the feet that you have, how about we double them in size just because, (laughs) and do you like walking? Because we're going to cut that shit out. We're going to cut that shit out 
probably two months before you think that you should be able to stop walking. So um, all that stuff stunk. Um, but psychologically, it's like, okay, starting after month two, when you're throwing up all the time, this is, there's a baby coming, so get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And having it in a pod might be a little bit more of like a gap between. So like all of a sudden they call you from the balloon clinic where your baby's sitting, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, the and then okay, they're like, on. come pick up this baby because he's ready. I feel like the, the process of getting bigger and, and slowly having your body break down before birth helps you to understand that there is in fact a baby coming and that you have to get your shit together. And if it was just in a balloon, you might be a little bit less psychologically prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's I feel like it's on the level of an adoption. Hmm. On the level of an (laughs) on the level of an adoption. Yeah. Where you go and you, you, you can like check it out and you form a relationship to it, but you don't have to like physically be there all the time. And then you take it home and your body remains the same. (laughs) I, so I, I'm not saying that that's incorrect. I am curious about if if that is the way if that is the way you conceptualize of it, why wouldn't you just adopt a child? If you want to have Patrice, don't do that with your face, Patrice. Yeah, Patrice is, Patrice <laughs> because, is just like, of course that. Uh, is uh, listen, okay, some people want one that is their own genetic material, which is mm. fine, sure. Mine, okay, but like, I, I just I genuinely don't see the appeal. But there's like a long waiting list for babies. Like it's, it is not easy. To not for black babies. Not for black babies. Yes, you can okay. get one of those I can at just church. Pick you up. can pick one up. Church. <laughs> you can get one. The, yeah. the cost can, there's for a drive-through, and they're just for a giving black out black baby babies. is like ten thousand dollars, while the cost of an adoption for a white baby is like forty thousand dollars. Yes, oh. it is much cheaper, but you still have to go through a bunch of processes, and it may take more than a year, two years, three years. Whereas you decide you want a pod baby, and it is like okay, let's. Let's go make this pod baby. Totally. But I guess, so all valid points. But I, I do feel like the babies that are waiting to be adopted do need a home. Yeah, they should and get, you should. You're looking, you're saying, I without a doubt would be able to accept a child into my heart and consider yes. them my own. Without that, it seems like you'd be a prime adoption candidate. <laughs> and yeah. I may. I've talked to a few people about this. If I get a lot of money and they do not develop this pod technology soon enough, I will just adopt a new child every like couple of years. This is the plan. Yeah. Mm, I just think that like the a, pod like idea new... is just like the, uh, just a wonderful encapsulation of Kinesis' ideas on intimacy. <laughs> I love intimacy. <laughs> I want it so much. But I want it to be intentional with something I decide on doing. Yes. Of course. Of Lots course. of parameters and sets of controls that you can measure. And yes. all, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, intimacy. intimacy. That's yes. what I said. <laughs> Not exposing yourself or, or committing any wrongdoings or flaws in any way and having... I... And having somebody accept you for those things <laughs> in spite of those things. Having a timer in the background and when it goes off, you're like, okay, intimacy done. Yeah, you know, intimacy like over. things yeah. like, like we, that intimacy the, timer is set for three months. We all know this. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> what are we talking about? She has um, a timer in her room. It's just like after like 10 minutes, like, okay, sex over. You're done. Are that's you done? not 
Don't shut up, Rohan. <laughs> that's not how, actually. That's I not think that already exists. Actually, I think that's. I think that's the rose from Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? It's yes. Just like oh yeah. Slowly yeah, yeah. wilting mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. But he, right. I think he dies. So maybe the stakes are higher. He doesn't. He becomes he, back a, a nice guy, and then he not not. Uh, he only oh, does not- that because because she falls in love with him mm-hmm. before the last petal goes so i have to make someone fall in love with me i don't know i don't know if i should have brought up the beast i'm not sure he's who you want to emulate he's, <laughs> he's a problematic figure sure maybe is. am i a problematic figure uh, the beast in every way is someone that uh me or patrice would be like no you can't be with that <laughs> okay. person because Ooh, honest question patrice if a friend of yours Start, like if you had a friend who was like in my range of interest and he started dating me, would you be like, okay, here, okay, here, here's a bunch of warning things. Oh, would you warn a friend about yeah. your own sister? Yeah. About, about me? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, only because I know her, right? Like, I'd be like, and it would be, it would be a mutual conversation because it's okay. like, look, it's not like I think that Kenise has some super set of flaws that like just stay away from her right but she has her preferences and her like what she wants and what she wants right now versus what she's still figuring out if there was a dude who was like i'm prince charming and this is the path that i want to go on i'd be like that's interesting because Kanice seems to want this thing does that align and if it doesn't then like don't waste my sister's time and also her thing seems to be this this and this and so if it doesn't align with what you're looking for, then she shouldn't waste your time. Three months is like a short time, but also if you're looking at a numbers game for dating, that's a long time. That's a lot of dates you could be going on. So like you could, you could just be clear about expectations up front and like what you want. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But that makes you feel I, I, better than just being like, don't date her. <laughs> uh, bad decision. Yeah. Oh, no. Run! It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't do that. After like four months and she was just like, it's not going anywhere, then she would say something. She'd be like, okay, you guys you guys had a nice little run. It's over now. <laughs> All right. Like, you gave it a shot. You tried. He tried. Yeah. I think it's over. <laughs> I asked that because somebody pulled me aside. They were like, hey, my friend said that he matched with you. Don't date him. He's bad. <laughs> just straight up. Oh, shit. And I was like, Okay. When did this happen? It had to be like earlier this year based on who it was that I matched to it. Okay. They were like, nah, don't. He's, I mean, he's my friend, but like he's trash to date. Don't date him. Oh. When I was in college, my then best friend, foreshadowing, he, I don't think I realized as I think many men like don't realize that their friends suck. You know, like in terms of how they treat women. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even if I did know, I hadn't like taken that on as, as like in a way that I should have. And then he started dating my sister. And, and it was like, suddenly all of that became very real in a way that it was like, oh, all, like these things, like the way that you act is like not a thing that I'm okay with anymore. Yeah. Uh, and which is problematic thinking on my part, I'm aware, but I, yeah. And it, but it, and it ultimately ruined our friendship. Cause I was like, uh, I was like, I'm not cool with this. I'm not like, I'm not cool with this happening. I know who you are inside. Yeah. Uh, how long, so how long did they end up dating for? A couple of years. Oh wow. shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it went on for quite a while. Dang. I, I like that. And even though you're like, you're saying it's not great that you didn't really notice it until, or like see it as like a deal breaker until he sure. was dating your sister. I still think that that's like very significant because I have friends who have been like, this person was like super shitty to me. And they're like, wait, is he like being me too? And I was like, no, but he's like really bad to women. And they're like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine that he's <laughs> right. like super shitty to women. But like he didn't like he didn't break the law. Okay, then I will still be his friend. And I was like, oh, wow, right. I feel like we guys we should have better standards for who we spend time with. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's also so much trust in the law, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's your, a lot of uh, that's my favorite, like that's my favorite whenever something comes out, they're just like, Well, the police investigated and they said everything was fine. <laughs> and they're like, So like let's give this guy some credit. Like let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, Oh man. There's a there's difference. So much between more that. <laughs> guilty in a court of law and true innocence and I people know. act like the absence of one means the uh, yeah so yes yeah yeah, yes. yeah yeah um yeah but i mean good good on you that you like i mean when you're in college like you're kind of figuring out who you are and you're kind of figure out like what is good behavior anyway and so like i completely understand how it didn't occur to you right away that just makes it's everybody in college makes dumb decisions all the time I would say, Ooh, but I'm interested in knowing what is the responsibility now we're out of college for sure. someone if you recognize that your friend not in an illegal way but mm-hmm. in a general way treats women poorly what, out of college you're saying yeah like now like you hear mm-hmm. that one of your good friends now is like super shitty to women what is the next step to that great question yeah that's a solid question because uh, I've had this happen um so I think that I've handled this uh, a variety of different ways. Uh, I think at my uh, at my best uh, with with one guy in particular, when everyone was kind of like, "Hey, he's like pretty shitty to women." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about like having actual conversations with him mm-hmm. uh, because you know I think that he was able to hear it from me in a different way. So I yeah. do feel like that that was kind of my responsibility. Where I started comedy in New Orleans, there was a large scandal at one point uh, in time. And not the person who was accused of doing this, but the person who kind of had the power to do something about it Mm -hmm. uh, or like hold someone accountable and didn't. uh, And I just cut him out of my life like cold. Uh, And I think that that was... Good, but I also think that like that was kind of damning of an actual friendship where it's like, well, because he's gone on to like not listen to anybody about it and like triple, quadruple down on his actions. And there is part of me that's like, could I have been the one who like made him see that? Is that, should I have been that person? You know, like- Did you guys have that relationship? Like a close enough relationship? I, I mean, we probably had a close enough relationship that I could have done that, but it wasn't like what our relationship wasn't close in that way. Right. But um, like we'd never had a difficult conversation like that before or even right. about relationships per se. But I would say it was an actual friendship. Um, and so that could have happened. I don't know how he would have responded. He might have responded to me the same way he did to other people. But I mean, probably statistically, that is <laughs> what would have happened. But there is still like part of me that wonders. Yeah. It's not your responsibility necessarily. Like if you tell him and then he changes behavior, it's also like, I mean, sorry, he doesn't change his behavior. It's like not 
that's not your fault that he didn't change his behavior, you know? Even if you right. had said something like that. You know, I guess you'll just never know that answer. Yeah. But, like, yeah. it's not a thing where, like, you would stay friends with someone who was super shitty and didn't change. Oh, sure. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I would. I'm trying to think if there have been exceptions to that. I do think that like there were times, particularly. Yeah, I do think that there were times where I probably was too tolerant of things like that. Even like into like the my my twenties or you know like where there were people that you knew and you just didn't engage. And I think that there's a way in which, at least the men that I'm around now have learned to actually like shut up and listen or, or kind of like take, yeah. Uh, yeah. like a- actually take action or feel an amount of onus over the kind of accounts that they're hearing. So that definitely is the case now. And I, I think that it was like usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that there have been exceptions that are not great. Yeah. No, of course. I, I like that in addition to like people having conversations, just like what a cool guy is has changed in the last like five, 10 years, (laughs) Mm -hmm, like what it means to be like a good guy is like taken on, including not being a bad to woman person. Uh, Yes. Being a bad to woman person. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm very articulate, Rohan. Mm -hmm. No, no, clearly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you're right. The, the definite, the definition of like masculinity has definitely changed and it is a definition that is becoming more and more like, is, that is recognizing the existence of women more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh, think, we're people, you know. But I think that, like, Jane, I, I'm 33, so, like, I feel like my generation is, like, the last generation to have this idea of, like, this the separation between men and women and, like, these ideas about, like, women being inferior to men or, like, women wanting a certain thing or, like, men and women's relationships being some sort of like power struggle as opposed to like a symbiotic thing that helps you both be better. I think our generation is like the last generation to like have that instilled within us. Whereas like the generation, like, like your kid's generation, Patrice is going to be like growing, grown up with like more healthy ideas of masculinity. Now, are they going to like stick to that and not be bad people? I have no idea. I mean, of course, we're going to find new and creative ways to be bad people. Sure. But we're going to expect more from men. I think that like, like in terms of their relationship with women, for sure. I think that younger generations are expecting more from men in certain ways. And I think that that's changing. But I think that like we're the last generation to have to, in our adulthood, confront our ideas about women. Whereas I think that growing up, the next generation won't have to confront it as starkly as we did. But isn't it true that like any type, usually any type of societal progress, whether that is like groups of people getting rights or Mm -hmm. racial progress and i'm sure gender progress throughout like centuries is usually met with some type of like severe backlash (laughs) uh like where things shift after that you know yeah like like, you know like president trump and you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah no, no no for sure i think that there there definitely is to like get like some like the initial change started i think that yes there's like always a severe backlash and then like once you enact some sort of change or you start seeing changes within people then the the backlashes become more insidious or they they like like 
an incremental step in progress, people will use that as like a defense of like, oh, well, actually things are good now. I don't call women bitches anymore. <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of thing yeah. where it's just like, I'm using that as a bad, it's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I did this one thing, so I don't have to do anything anymore. And yeah. then that's like really where like the, the shit begins, where you're like, like I have to push through all of it. And that's the hard part, I think. I think it's, but I think it's, it's gen- that plus yeah. there was a lot of like f- air quotes freedom. And I use air quotes because I'm talking about mm-hmm. the 1920s, but there was like, hey, we're changing what it means to be a woman and like what sexual freedom is and all that. And that is very swiftly followed up by like the 30s, 40s and 50s where they're like, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> you need to get your ass back in the kitchen. Okay. I don't know. You were like Rosie the Riveter for a second, but like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go home, you know? So I am worried about in addition to like the, hey, I'm a good person and I did a very small step to recognize your humanity and now I'm done. But there's also the people who are straight up like, no, even that small recognition was bad and we need to go back to a fantasy that I created when I was a kid. mm -hmm. Yeah, For sure. I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that that exists. I also feel like, maybe this is me being too cynical, but I feel like there are always going to be bad men like there's always going to be sure. bad dudes like that's always going to be the case and yeah. I, and I feel like we've had a reckoning of like being able to identify bad men and I mm. think that as a society we're better about agreeing upon what a bad man is we we yeah. haven't fully agreed <laughs> but for the most part we're able to point at a lot of people and be like that's a bad guy right but I still feel like um where we disagree is like then what do you do yeah like once you've identified the issue like nobody knows how at the very least i mean the people who've done these things the men who've done these things have done a very bad job almost every single time of like (laughs) fixing the damage of the things that they've done right and so i think that that is that to me is the big question of of things moving forward is like how I'm less I'm less questioning of like, oh, things will kind of generally get better over time and more like, but bad things will always happen. Then how do we make it so that those can be fixed when they do? Yeah. Yep. I no, that's 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 an excellent point as well. I'm just gonna keep saying, hey, that's a great point. But like what <laughs> do you think, Rohan? No, I, I, I agree. Like I think that I think you want to have a confrontation right now. Is no, this, no, no, no. Do we need to practice the confrontation? Should we go at it? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Uh, let's I mean, that is how it. they say you get better at any psychological thing. And the yeah. way that, like, I have to practice self-esteem now in my workbook. I do it every morning. Mm-hmm. You may want to start practice practicing confrontation. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think that that there are that people who do bad things, men. I think like like if we're talking about like <laughs> like sexual harassment and assault and like domestic abuse and stuff that's like majority men and that's like i'm not that women don't do it but it's like mostly men right and like the ways that men have dealt with like dealing with the consequences of their actions have pretty much unanimously been pretty poor right i think that there is that and that's always gonna kind of i think that that's always gonna be the case but then how do like you said how do we get people to stop them from doing that in the first place and that's a really really hard question and i think that that kind of goes to like you have to be teaching people at a younger age, like what is and what isn't okay. And like the idea, like, I think that even something like consent has the idea of consent has changed from when I was a teenager to now. Right. Like the idea that like when I was a teenager, like you watch like the real world and you like watch like, like other, other TV shows and you watch like depictions of the relationship between men and women in pop culture. And a lot of that depiction is just like, 
eh, women don't really know what they want. You got to tell them what they want. You know, like I'm, I'm overgeneralizing and oversimplifying, but like, I thought that a lot for a long time. It's just like, oh, and then that scared me because I didn't know what I wanted. So it was like, uh, and then, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, anyway. Yeah. And so, and so that's changing now where like, not only is that not true, but like you're, you're seeing more women have more agency and like talking about consent and like they're talking about consent at colleges. They're talking about consent in sex education classes. It's not just about how to put a condom on a banana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're talking about issues that, you know, we never discussed because, uh, for a lot, because, you know, our parents didn't know how to deal with it or like adults didn't know how to deal with it at the time. So I don't know. I just remember being 13 and seeing American Pie and being like, this is important information about sex that I didn't have. Right. And all of that is just like, okay, we've got coercive sex. We have someone tricking someone. We have someone right. technically committing a crime by filming someone nude without their knowledge or consent. Like just right. all, the, and all that shit's like still rattling around in my brain as far as like formative ideals of what is. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and also like you want, like, and like, I don't want to just like, I was, I've been, I have started season one of Sex in the City. And <laughs> one of, <laughs> okay, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. And there's literally one plot where this guy is filming, he films everyone he has sex with. And, and, and Sarah Jessica Parker's character is kind of just like, oh, that's kind of hot. And then Miranda, not Miranda, sorry, uh, Samantha is like, oh, yeah, what, hook me up with this guy so I can like watch myself having sex. And it's like, oh, like if this had happened now, that person is the, the villain on like a law and order. <laughs> yes. show, you know, like, but in the show, he was like some cool artist who had like a cool installation at his house. And like his art was taping people having sex with him. <laughs> Models having sex with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, like a, a real creep. Yeah. Like an, an incredible creep. And so it's just like, it's just so funny how outdated the plot of the episodes are. And like, that is a good sign. Cause that show came out in like 1999. Right. So yeah, I think that, that like that stuff is changing, and if that stuff is changing, then I, I'd imagine that's trickling down to students and like people who are younger than us and other guys. I would I argue that like the stuff that James is talking about, where people are going to mess up, like because the goalpost keeps moving in terms of like what was okay when we were thirteen is not okay when we're thirty-three. Like people are going to mess up, and I think that like one of the things that people don't focus on enough is like what happens immediately after, particularly like what does an apology mean? Yeah. Um, because you That's have to like topic. have empathy for like the other person. I think they did a whole This American Life episode about like that one guy who was like the head writer on Community and that he actually know. like did an apology that was like real because yeah. it like centered the other person. And like if you teach someone what an apology is and like centering the other person, that le the level of empathy needed to understand that concept like helps when the goalposts are constantly going to be shifting because like sure. right now you have these generation Z people that are like in protest marches that like are bringing leaf blowers and umbrellas and are like totally down for all of the causes and are communicating that gender is a spectrum. And so they can't say that they are straight, that they are in fact, pan because you can't you wouldn't say girl or boy but the whole spectrum of it and all of that stuff and there are people that have all of that language who are still gaslighting the shit out of their partner and right. and being like no i don't know what you're talking about and that's not real and all of that stuff sure. right the the ability to 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 say this thing is wrong or this thing is now wrong might not be as important as the ability to say i'm making somebody else feel like shit 
And it could be something that is like, because I constantly talk about my dog, or it could be something like I continue to touch them in ways that they find to be slightly creepy or weird or whatever, but it's the, the centering like teaching people to center the other person as opposed to this is now wrong. This is now right. Um, might be a better way to kind of shift what that, what that whole thing could be. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, you have to be, (laughs) it's about the context of your actions too. Not just if something is right or something is wrong. Yeah. I I really like that because a hundred percent things that we now think are in a gray area or even fine in 20 years they're going to be like you monsters did what (laughs) that was just your life you just bought iphones like buttholes dying (laughs) yeah yeah, eating buttholes buying iphones all of that yeah yeah yeah. i am very curious as to like why what what the thing is gonna be yeah why people are gonna be like the crime of eating ass in 20 years i'll tell you why what is what is it why is it crime it's not healthy you could get you could get ill from it. You could get you could your stomach could get upset. <laughs> I think that's what future generations is going to be like. You know, be when like, they say eating, they don't mean like eating, right? But your tongue is there, so you're automatically regardless. You act regardless, like you, you 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 got a fork and knife, and you're just sitting there chowing down on some ass. When your and tongue it did not the- agree with your stomach. <laughs> I'm allergic to ass. <laughs> Yep, that's me. That's 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 me. That is genuinely like ninety percent of why I don't do it. It's because it's like I'm gonna get sick. I don't want to get sick from this. Is, is cholera a <clears throat> rampant part of Park Slope that I didn't know about? Well, I, it could be. I don't know how people treat themselves. <laughs> Ideally, if, if you're putting your face in their ass, you know what if they were a little having, bit about how they. Treat what if they themselves? were treating themselves that day and just like had all this food that is that like just you know diuretic type food i can't think of any off the top of my head right now mm-hmm. uh like and, then, yeah. or and then they poop or whatever that's totally fine <laughs> but then they don't clean <laughs> it up is. properly but then they don't clean up afterwards or they don't clean properly enough for me to eat a meal off of their butt <laughs> and, and that's where patrice's point about apology comes in yeah <laughs> is that they need to be ready to center you and how you got sick off of their poop you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not a. It's not a. Also, more... you put your face down there. You can. You can be like, this smells yeah, real strong. Yeah, you should approved. know. You should know. You should go to the chat. Hey, mm. why don't we continue this? Oh yes. Shower. Okay. Yeah. To be clear, <laughs> shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess if we're talking about Rohan and and um co- and like confrontation, that's yeah. peak confrontation. <laughs> to be eating someone's ass and being like, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> the chef because i'd like to send this back <laughs> yeah 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 peak confrontation we need to get him a workbook for this uh, <laughs> okay wait we got to wrap up because i have to go and like we do we do we yeah. have to wrap up it is coming up on the hour and our listeners and our guests who have been here before uh know we end every episode with a Final thought. So something you reconsidered, something you'd like to reiterate, something that you just want listeners to know about you. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Yeah, I, I've learned that I'm going to be, I'm going to try, I am keep trying to be more confrontational. And so I'm going to be more recogni- recognized more when I, like recognize when I should be confrontational and when I shouldn't be. 
And I'm going to do a better job of being aware of that in my day-to-day interactions. Are you going to take any action based on that awareness? Yeah, because when I'm aware of it, I'm going to take action. Okay. I feel like a lot of times I don't confront people because in the moment I'm not aware that it's a confrontational situation. And then like an hour later, I'm like, holy fuck, that sucked. And then so, (laughs) and then so like, I'm like, oh, God damn it. It's too late to bring this up. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm like a petty ass bitch if I bring it up. I can't. No, you're standing up for yourself. No, no, no. I, don't I think know. You're a petty ass bitch. Okay. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying okay. that, like, I have to be more. If I'm more cognizant of it in the moment, then I'll bring it up. Hell and yeah. I think I think this goes to the shifting definitions of masculinity. Like, real men circle back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Real babe. men come back around on topics. You know? <laughs> I thought more I about that. what you were saying, and I think it sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on right. many levels, I'd like to break it down for you. Why? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think my final thought. Is definitely thinking more about that empathy thing. I'm not saying that I have a disorder where I don't do that ever, but I don't do it frequently enough where I center the other person and making sure like, oh, I have a lot of work to do. So right. I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> I think, Kenise, you said at one point you were like, you talked about like deliberate intimacy and i think we were joking but i think when we think of like quarantine and these times i think we think of how all of this stuff kind of like things get like all of these things kind of get worse or everything's kind of heightened but the thing that i feel like goes away is like deliberate intimacy where it's like actually like we're around each other constantly and as you said that i was like oh that's that's a thing like of like actually making time when you're around someone all the time Mm-hmm. of actually being like, we're going to actually spend quality time right now, as opposed to the other 24 hours that we've <laughs> been together, but just kind of been like moving through our lives generally. And I think that that actually makes a very big difference and is not a thing like that is, it's not necessarily intuitive at any given time to be like, when you're around someone so much to be like, this actually needs to be quality time. I feel vindicated. That's a great, that's a great concluding thought. <laughs> I mean, it came from Kenis, so. It's a great concluding thought from <laughs> that a man took credit for. <laughs> Patrice, any final thoughts? Um, I think that what you guys said was good. Just like being honest and upfront with people is like really important, whether that's asking for intentional intimacy or asking some lame guy who's dating your friend, like what their deal is and why they're being shit. So, yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's probably my final thought. Also, I wanted, I have an axe to grind with a former guest on this podcast. His name is Nick Chambers, and he doesn't oh, like cheese it. And he talked about me, and I want to say, keep your name out of my mouth. No, keep yeah, my him. name out of your mouth. And also, you need to read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People because you ain't effective. Can I say? Can I, I would like to say this. We need to just pull this clip, and we need to put this on social media. We are absolutely new listeners. <laughs> we're absolutely leaving this in because there has been no one in the history of man that has ever picked a fight with Nick Chambers, who's ever been like Nick Chambers. I got something to say to you, you lying dumbass bitch. You know, no, Nick. It just is. He's mentioned me on three separate podcasts where he talks shit. So I just wanted to say I don't get the opportunity to defend myself on this podcast. He brings my name up a lot, and I just wanted to say, particularly to him, all the other guests that have been on this podcast, 
amazing. I love you. Unless I said that I didn't love you. And then mm-hmm. that was specific to that one person. But everybody else has been cool except for him who's been like, Patrice doesn't know shit. And it's like, actually, mm-hmm. bitch, let's talk about it. You can call me. I've tweeted you before. Like, let's get at yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nick Chambers. <laughs> Nick Chambers. Notorious shit talker Nick Chambers. Uh- <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Nick Chambers Nick is, is a-, a very kind... Uh, vegetarian Jamaican man. He's the sweetest man. <laughs> Ineffective man, whatever. He co-runs uh, the lab with me. He is a co-producer God. of the show. Yeah, uh, and the he also nicest has man in the world. <laughs> with my twin sister. Okay. Wait, is this real beef? This is it's, this it's, is it's impossible beef. Beef. It's like I would say that it's yeah, approximating yeah, yeah. beef. Yeah, it's yeah. more so, cheese than beef. That wasn't Hello? Good. Anybody? <laughs> I think on? you can do better, Rohan. We have to delete this whole podcast. <laughs> All I of the data is corrupt. I love you tapped on your new mic to make sure that it was working. It's working. We don't like that. Thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Love About Town. James, where can people, our listeners, find you yeah, on the internet? Where can people find you? Uh, best way is, is probably on Twitter, at the Jam Ham. Uh, that's probably the best best place. Sick. And Patrice, if <laughs> well, you they want- didn't see it's Kenise laughing at my handle. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> the sick. jam ham is funny. It's like, I don't know it what is. it means, but it sounds silly. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. Patrice, do you want people to find you on the internet? And if so, where? Um, after the beginning of this podcast, I would say that um, all my handles are Patrice Mobley. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can find me just on Twitter. I'm Patrice Mobley. Instagram, Patrice Mobley. Yeah. Don't reach out to me on Facebook. Facebook is for lame. The end. Agreed. <laughs> All right. This has been, oh, Rohan, where can people find yeah, you? Just at Rohan Padre, cool guy on Instagram. And then, like, listen to this podcast and, like, write, like and rate and review and say nice things about us and our guests and follow our guests and, you know, just uh, uh, contribute to their work. And, um, just be a good person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can find me at Kenise Mobley on all the platforms. This has been Love About Town. Remember to like, subscribe, share, and rate. Uh, we appreciate it. And write us with your questions. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Right. Thank you, guys. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.